Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Movie Podcast. My name is Matt Gallo, and I'm joined, as always, by the furious Justin Dubin. I am so angry. Can you just give me, like, a two minutes? I'm going to oh, go on a, no. on a Michael... I meant, like, Nick Fury. <laughs> no, I am furious. We are less than an hour outside of the announcement that Odell Beckham <laughs> has been traded from the Giants to the... Cleveland Browns for oh. a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and Jabril Peppers, who was a former first-round pick for the for I think he was the overall first-round pick, overall first-round pick. And I have to say, I if you know me, I'm a diehard Giants fan. This is one of the worst <laughs> trades I have ever seen in my life. I actually called my grandfather, who's even more of a diehard fan. Oh, poor Norman. I called him. He didn't know. Oh, no. I got, I, got, I got three calls from three different people, four texts from other people. I got people signing in my Instagram DMs, showing me this. <laughs> you know, I had like eight people tell me within five seconds. I called my grandfather, and I told him, and he said, my heart just went like stop for a second he said this is like you're telling me i have a terminal diagnosis that's what he said (laughs) okay but what did he what did he do for you last year even two years you have a once in forget the best wide receiver in the nfl it's him and a b he is once in a generation wide receiver he is incredible and you traded him away for prospects of what? It wasn't that good. You get two first rounds at least for a guy like this. Browns are laughing to wear the bank. All the Giants fans are upset. They're all texting me. Yeah. I'm upset. But now it's horrible. But he, again, his his productivity has not been great lately. I I I mean he's it's Eli. They're keeping yes. they're also eating sixteen million dollars. On this, they're still taking paying sixty million dollars. They're paying Eli Manning like twenty three million dollars. Yeah. So you're saying in, in the ideal situation would have been get rid of Eli, bring in a quarterback to throw Odell the ball. Exactly. You keep Jaquan, you keep Odell. Eli can finish up half the year, and then it, they have Haskins here. I don't know what they're going to do. They need a new quarterback. This is just horrible. Well, as I'm a very, Cowboys fan, I'm very happy about. Of all course, this. you're happy. <laughs> but New York. Is a tr- is trash for sports now. You got the Knicks. I stopped watching the Knicks ten years ago. Now, no one watches the Knicks. Knicks fans are getting kicked out of the games. They're getting banned from the games. That oh, happened. The racist thing. No. Okay, they, that wasn't just, him. Okay. They went up to what's his name, and they just said to him, uh, James Dolan. They were like, "You're terrible. Sell the team." And he banned them. I mean, I he guess that's them. if you can't do that when you're owner, when can you do that? Oh my God. David Gettleman, get out of New York. Get out of here. Do a, um, do a Mike, Franche- Mike Francesca for us. Oh, well, I have to hold on. I got to pause for a second. Get to your, your true yeah, let, let me look at look at Let me look at my phone and fall asleep. <laughs> have you – did you – someone says it to me. I don't know if it was you to bring this back to movies. Mike Francesca, he's – I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. He's uh, – <laughs> Big sports guy in New York. Is he nationally syndicated? He must be, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, interesting. So anyway, uh, someone sent me a clip of him talking about Green Book. <laughs> and oh, how yeah. he loved, I told you, he loved Green Book. Man. He couldn't even say Mahershala Ali's name, but he was like, it was a revelation. <laughs> Best movie of a long time. Long time. <laughs> 
It's like driving Miss Daisy, but reverse. That's all you got to know about that. <laughs> Why people hated Green Book. Because yeah. <laughs> Francesa said it was the best movie in multiple years. Oh, my God. It was, it was no artist, I'll tell you that. Francesa loved the trade because he's an old man. What uh, is that? Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, Justin, um, I called you furious because Nick Fury and... Oh, heart. Yeah. My heart. I know. Anyway, we are reviewing Captain Marvel this week. It's, uh, Justin, this is a big moment for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I believe this is movie number 21, but it's the first one to be led by a woman, correct? That's correct. Now, we do have female characters. We do have Black Widow as the first female character. We have Scarlet Witch. Uh, We have the Guardians of the Galaxy female character. What's her name? I forgot her name. Gamora. Gamora, who's a big player. Um, but this is the first female-led role, played by Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. There was Ant-Man and the Wasp, which she was in the title, but it wasn't her solo film. That's correct. Film. I forgot about that. That's true as well. Um, but so, yeah, this is this is big. It's Captain Marvel. It's it's blowing up the box office. It's uh, You know it's doing something right because the trolls are out in full force trying to crash it on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, um, Here's the point of that. So explain, explain to people who didn't know what it's you're a, It's a about. phenomenon that happens whenever a usually female-led film or... It's like S- all over again. Yeah, or like SJW-type film comes out. Um, and so right now Captain Marvel is 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 62%. And you have to wonder... Is that because, uh, you know, for a while now, they, they were, dist- it has 60,000, you know, it has 61,000 audience reviews, but I'm guessing the, they restarted it, they restarted they did. it, after. the average for a movie, let's see, let's just go to, um, let's see what it is on Green Book, the number of reviews, 7,000, and let's see, Fantastic Beasts, 12,000, both very big films, this movie, Again, a very big film, but sixty-one thousand. That's because people are going there and they're shitting on it on purpose. Just because it's a female-led movie. Exactly. It's happened with Ghostbusters, which was right, um, and it happened with a few other films. Of, I can't even think of them now. But those types of movies that oh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. People were dragging that through the dirt. Um, so you know. Take it with a grain of salt. In my opinion, go see the movie yourself and make your own decision. But I think we need to share our uh, uh, thoughts on the film. Justin, do you want to get into our review of Captain Marvel? Let's do it. All right. So, scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes, noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, Stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. 
You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. And what you just heard was a clip from the trailer for Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law, Annette Bening, Lashana Lynch, Clark Gregg, and a whole lot of other talented people. And it's directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. And now Anna Bowden, is she the first female director in a Marvel film? But does she get full credit, considering I mean, there's two directors? But she would tech, she's a director on a Marvel movie, correct? Yes. So I think technically she could be the first one. If I'm, I'm going through it in my head real fast. It was you know for a while now, or for a while, um, what's her face? Patty Jenkins was going to do I think Thor two, which she probably saw the script and was like, no thanks. Um, and then she went and did Wonder Woman. But I think Marvel movies, it might be the first woman. I'm sure someone is screaming at their phone right now saying we're wrong. But hey, whatever. Uh, Justin, what's this movie about? Um, it's one of the classic, horrible IMDb summaries. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Hijinks ensue. <clears throat> wow, yes they do. Um, I mean, she's not, it's not wrong, is it? It's just such a crappy summary. I want you to start writing. No, you know what? I don't, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Excuse me. So... Captain Marvel, 21st Marvel movie. Uh, for me, Justin, for the longest tell me, time. Tell me. Tell I'm, me. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the Captain Marvel character. I don't think many people are, to be honest. Um, similar to how they were with Iron Man back when Iron Man started. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. That more, too. Even, yeah. more, more on the Guardians of the Galaxy spectrum than Iron Man. I think Iron Man is a famous name. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy, no one knew yeah. anything. And Captain Marvel and the Scroll and the Kree. Oh, yeah. None of very that. Very obs <laughs> uh, obscure names to most people. And so I wasn't entirely – I, I thought the trailers for this movie were not good. They did nothing for me. To me, this movie was the movie before Avengers Endgame. That's how I kind of looked at this movie. Avengers Infinity War ended – with that cliffhanger, that post credit scene where we see the Captain Marvel logo on Nick Fury's pager. And I was like, great, we've got Ant-Man, we've got Captain Marvel, and then we've got the big show. And so like, I, didn't, I was excited about Captain Marvel only really to see what the ramifications would be for Avengers Endgame. And uh, after seeing the film, Justin, I have to say, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's not, I don't think it's in my top 10 for Marvel, but... It did some fun things. It did some inventive things with the whole origin story thing. Um, it suffers, though, from, I think, that same thing they were trying to do with origin stories. Because for a lot of the film, and it's in the trailer, a lot of the film, the character of, of Captain Marvel uh, goes by many different names in the movie. She Never Captain Marvel. Never Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> I, they she, never say Captain Marvel. They never say, whoa, that captain is a Marvel. <laughs> Which, because it would be Marvel because of right the other. exactly and so um but but you know when the Kemi character isn't sure of who she is and like we're not sure either though and everyone's in the dark on it I felt myself kind of confused in the first thirty minutes I like the back half of this movie I think a lot more than the first half uh, to be honest the movie really picks up steam when Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson cross paths. I totally agree. I, I think you have a, a good point um, and for most of this. The trailers did nothing for me. I had, I was like, okay, I get it. It's in the 90s. There's a blockbuster. Yeah. Oh. Whoop, whoop, whoopity-doo. <laughs> um, 
I thought the CGI in the trailers was ter- terrible. Like except, some of them were. Except Justin. Except, Samuel, except Samuel Jackson. It was flawless. Samuel L. Jackson. They spent all the money on de-aging Samuel L. Jackson. It's incredible. If, if the Irishman does anything like that, and they said the Irishman's supposed to be I think the whole the first half or something. Technology, I mean, we're in for a treat with the Irishman because Samuel L. Jackson literally looked 30 years young. It was it was almost flawless. Like I was looking at points and I was like, nope, this the light is hitting it perfectly, his skin. He we can now have Indiana Jones five with young young Harrison Ford. Do we really want that though? That's yes. the Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um We could but, have a mummy four with young Brendan Fraser. Oh, that would be delightful. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Um so I, I actually agree with you. I, I think that the beginning did drag a lot for me. I, a lot of the Alien beginning was stuff. very confusing. Right. It was just a lot to take in when you're on the Cree planet without spoiling much. You know, you're just like, what the hell is going on here? There's a robot artificial intelligence telling you <laughs> yeah. a mission. And like, Justin, okay. we're, we're very read in. We're doing a fucking yes. movie podcast. I was wondering about the people around me. <laughs> Right, and but I have to. Th- I I think the strength of this movie is truly the actors. Uh, I think Brie Larson is perfectly cast. I love her. Obviously, mm. you can remember when I said on Twenty One Jump Street I was in love with her. Don't you did. forget that. I did say that. Just like you know Emma Stone, I always said she was talented. I, I called it out then. I have to disagree uh, here though about Brie Larson. You didn't like Brie Larson at the beginning. I didn't like her because she was like this smarmy, smirky person. But she also had. She also was complaining about not knowing who she was. No, but you can't. I mean, Can you have I don't both see the ways? problem there. You have to. Yeah. Why do you have to? She's not. She's sincere and she's being herself. She just doesn't know how she identifies as a person. Do you understand what I mean? You've convinced me. So she is herself, and I think she comes off as a very fun, playful character. Uh, that's. That's just enjoyable to watch. Uh, I, I think she was the every woman in many ways in this. You know, she 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 was sympathetic character. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is just always a delight. It's always good seeing him in the Marvel. But like, this is Marvel the most vulnerable. vulnerable. This is a different character, essentially. Right? Correct. The the previous Nick Furies we've seen are hardened by many many interactions with bad things, and this is the the you know. The, the, the rookie, green the horns, the green horns. Horn, uh, yeah, he's fresh faced. Literally, literally fresh faced. And I thought they had just a wonderful chemistry in this movie. It was very uh, enjoyable to see. And then you have Ben Mendelsohn, who, despite makeup, was just an absolute delight. Yeah, the guy was just unbelievable. I don't know how he did it, but he was so much fun to watch. In so much makeup, he. I still felt. Justin, he was the complete opposite of what he was in Ready Player One. You're 100% right. The guy has range. Steven Spielberg is directing him and he turns in awful performance from an awful movie. The flattest movie, like the (laughs) flattest performance of all time. Yeah. But then he he hams it up for a, uh, a Marvel movie. I love it. It was just wonderful. Jude Law was fine. Annette Bedding was fine. I thought the uh, L- L- Lashana Lynch, who played Maria Rambo, was 
very good, and so was the daughter too. And you have Clark Gregg making a return, and they de-aged him very well as well. As I feel well. like that one was probably easier. That almost looked like it was just makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. I mean, they both aged pretty well, just in general. I yeah, think. that's true. It wasn't both of pretty them. young. Easy. Guys. No, they, I'm not saying healthy. easy, but I bet you the computer artist was like, "This could have been a lot harder." <laughs> I mean, imagine if it was Dame Judy Dench. Why? Why'd you go up to her? Leave the Dame alone. I just, she's very wrinkly, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I've called her Dame Judy Dench. I said Judy. <laughs> she she kind of looks like she could have been part of the raisin, the raisins, the California raisins. Wow. No one under the age of, what, 25 is going to know what you're talking about. Very wrinkly, you know? But. But overall, I think the story was was just okay. I think it's a solid movie. I do think that uh, there are many, many Marvel movies that are better, and and some Marvel movies are worse. I would put it in the lower two thirds. I would put it in the middle. I would put it in the middle of the pack. I think maybe lower middle of the pack. I think that's fair. I, I won't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about this movie being in the nineties? Um, I don't know. They, you know, there was a few music cues because that's what you think about. You think about the music they're gonna they're gonna throw in there for an '80s movie, a '90s movie, and to be honest, the the music that they chose, there was one moment towards the end of the film where a a track comes in out of nowhere and it, it kind of takes you out of the movie. I'm just a girl. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, work. I think everyone's <laughs> eyes rolled on that yeah. one. We were like, "All right, we get it." Like it's I think even at this point, the directors have tried to defend that part. It it and it's it's too bad because it's a climactic moment. And that's, um, yeah, that's one of the better action scenes, and, and it's just, like, everyone's yeah. like, I couldn't watch it because my eyes were rolled into the back of my head. <laughs> I mean, but then you have Immigrant Song from, from Thor Ragnarok, and it works. A, a thousand percent. So, so, it, so it's not that it didn't... trying to go for the Thor Ragnarok vibe but a lot. Out of nowhere, though. It was like they were trying to combine a vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy with the Cosmos thing with Thor Ragnarok in a vibe that was set in the 90s. There was some good humor in this, um, and uh, but I, 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 really, I feel like it was all the, the 90s, obvious humor. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they using the, the early computers. The they did the grunge. They did yeah. the... Actually, I like the computer thing because that was very relevant. Like, being an internet cafe was... That was pretty good. And then when something's um, like loading, she's like, what's it, what's happening? <laughs> um, we do have to talk about the cat, of course, because everyone loved the cat. Did eh. you love the cat? Eh. I found Ben Mendelsohn much better than the cat, personally. And I feel bad because I feel like the cat guy. You're not a cat guy. No, but, like but, but even so, even if I was, I mean, the two people on either side of me were desperately cat people because at one point... The woman to the right of me at the AMC Empire Theater in Manhattan on Friday afternoon. No, Friday morning, 1030 showing when this came out. You know I'm talking about you. She meowed. Meowed at what? At the cat. Like there was a moment where like the cat got picked up and was cute and she went like this. She went, oh, meow. She went like that. That is a wild absolutely insane move and and i'm not gonna shut her not only are you just meowing 
but you're like actually talking. It's worse than like talking to a human in the movie. You're talking to a yeah. cat I, that is on film. I want to say that she like pawed at the screen, but she didn't. That would have been too far, How maybe. you like a crazy cat lady? I don't know. She was seemed middle-aged, normal person, I guess. But, you know, who clearly... But she booked, she she booked 10 her ticket. in AMC yeah. uh, on New York City on a Friday. <laughs> she booked huh? her ticket ahead of time like I did. And yeah, was I it mean, crowded? Yeah, it was it was pretty packed. Oh. Um, but no, I, I honestly I think any praise that is being heaped upon the cat should be heaped upon Ben Mendelssohn. The cat there were four cats, by the way, everyone. Um the uh, cat it was fun. It was fun. Sourpuss, you get it? Yeah, I'm a sourpuss. Uh it was fun. The cat was fun. But, you know, it's like, okay, uh, we get it. I don't need an article being like 18 reasons why the cat from Captain Marvel is more famous than you. Like, I don't need just all that shit. I don't need it. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. I'm I found more... the cat interesting. I did enjoy the, the twist with the cat. Sure, we'll yeah. Sure. sure. A little bit more. We do discover how Samuel L. Jackson loses his eye. Were you satisfied with that? I like that there was a lot of... Without giving anything away, there's a lot of like you know teasing, foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of like teasing Crispin Glover. It. It's not lo- foreshadowing; it's just like teasing. Crispin Glover losing his arm in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> All time. All time. <laughs> it's still the most amazing thing. <laughs> I don't know about that movie, that's totally worth a rewatch. He was juggling chainsaws at one point, <laughs> and he slips. And they were like, "This is it! This is it!" <laughs> um so I, I, yeah i don't want to talk about samuel jackson's eye until spoilers but i i yes i think i was satisfied one final thing i want to talk about before spoilers uh, well there's two things one um is the action scenes i found them very meh average average at best and i still think the cgi was not that great other um, than other it, than the aging <clears throat> I was not blown away. I didn't like how she looked in outer space with like the flamey stuff the coming Mohawk from her hair and all that. It was I didn't, too I didn't, much. I'm gonna it say it, it didn't distract me. It didn't distract me, and this movie was just a way better Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern when you think about it. Oh, a billion percent. That's correct. Right, like the green, you know, police force on Cree and all that bullshit and bullshit, bullshit going to Earth and CGI and bullshit, bullshit. It's it's kind of like they did a better Green Lantern, right? Uh, and the, the final thing I wanted to, to mention is I think what this movie did do very well was it bridged the gap, which is kind of what we wanted. It bridged the gap in a way I didn't expect. Wait, the gap of what? Of time. like Because mm. we get introduced in the early 2000s to Iron Man, and we, we this gives us a really good introduction to – you know what was going on prior, yeah, and what 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 uh, Shield was doing, yeah, what the role was, uh, what the role of certain objects that I will not give away yeah. were doing, yeah. um, how things came to be, and and I found that, and there's a lot of you know there's actually Guardians of the Galaxy characters that make appearance. There's a lot of characters that make a quick appearance here or there. That you know, it comes full circle later on in the in the Marvel universe, and they really did a good job of incorporating this into the bigger picture, where you know it's all really connected. So I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I want to see the moment Nick Fury decides 
you know, this black leather trench coat could be really cool. <laughs> right, because he's not there yet. He's not know? there yet. What what makes someone walk into a shop and say, that's the one? <laughs> he's just not a hardo yet. This is like pre-hardo. Pre-hardo. All right. Uh, what do you say we get into spoilers then? Yes, before we do so. See it, don't see it, rent it. Ha. <sighs> um, I will say... A light see it. Oh, man. Because I'm, everyone's excited for Avengers Endgame, and this is required viewing. I agree. I'm going to go with a very light see it as well. I'm, I almost said rent it, but we're too close to Infinity Endgame. And in to, to truly appreciate Endgame, you're going to have to know this character. And there is some good stuff in this. There is. And Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson are the good things. They are just wonderful. I really think that they, I, I think they really shine. I think the characters more than the story shine here and the acting. I, I thought they really brought a great cast. So I, I do say see it. But if you decide to rent it, because it'll probably still be out. Yeah, No, it's not. Because it's, it's like we're a month out from... Uh, Right, we're about a month out. I think so. Uh, I don't know. I've got something else going on in my life. But let me see. <laughs> I think it comes out. Oh, I have such bad news. I'm going to be in Mexico City the weekend that this end game comes out. Fuck yourself. I know. April 26th. Yeah, I'm going to be in Mexico City. Well, then go see a, a screening on Thursday. No, I'm going to be in Mexico City <laughs> starting Wednesday through Sunday. Who wants to go to Mexico City? It's for a bachelor party. Ugh. Mexico. Um, just be careful of earthquakes there. So Sunday, Sunday, well, go see it in Mexico City. You don't think you can convince like a bachelor party to go see this movie? What? No, probably not. Not It's probably a Mexican or Spanish. Not Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it, it might not be. It might not be. It might be with Spanish subtitles. That's still annoying. It's still, it's still annoying. not great. I agree. <laughs> um, well, then, I mean, uh, dude, in all of our podcasting, Justin, in since 2011, is that how long when we started this? I think so. This movie, Avengers Endgame, Justin, may be our biggest movie ever. I probably will be. That and Star Wars 9, probably. And well, Star Wars, I would say Star Wars um, The Force Awakens was one of the biggest ones, obviously. But and also Dumbo. Yes. And so, Justin, I say again, are you going to miss it? The, the bachelor party? Yes. <laughs> no. Are you going to fly home early on Saturday night? No. I'll see it Sunday night when I come back from Mexico. Okay. We'll have to review Sunday night. That's probably going to be impossible, but I'll try. Okay. Well, then, Justin... Let's get into our spoiler section for Captain okay. Marvel. Okay, spoilers for Captain Marvel. Justin. Yes. Uh, what's on your mind? I loved how they gave her, showed her powers. Uh, I really liked that. Um, what do you mean? It was really cool how they incorporated the Tesseract. Basically, she got her powers from the Tesseract. Uh, yes, I guess. Yes. Kind of in a way that the Vision got her his powers, 
you know, from the soul stone. Uh, Infinity's gem. The soul stone. This, the Tesseract kind of just like exploded onto her. Yeah, but instead the past of killing Tesseract her. Tesseract juice. The juice. <laughs> instead of killing and, her, it gave her powers. And it was, uh, and that, that was a cool connection to the rest of the, the Marvel Universe. And it explains why she's different from the other Kree who are just. Well, because she's normies. not. She's a human. Yeah. She's a human Cree. No, she's a human. But she bleeds blue. Because they gave her a transfusion. No, I think it's because she... Yes. No, I, it's, what? She's a human. She's a human Cree She's No, she's a human who was helping fucking what's her, Annette Benning on her flight program. Blowed up. Annette Benning was a Cree. Yes. Did, she didn't know that she was a Cree. The, Carol Danvers did not she know. She was Marvel. She was Marvel. She did not know that she was helping Marvel. Marvel's thing exploded, turning uh, Brie Larson superhuman, and then she was brought to the Cree planet where the, where Jude Law says to her, "I give you a blood transfusion," and boom. Sure. Okay. But come on, I disagree. <laughs> no. Um, she was so a Cree. I, I enjoy that. I'm also- a human. So also for those who don't know, I thought it was a wonderful twist mm. that the scroll scrolls were good yep. and and the Kree were were the bad guys because the scrolls actually they they turned it on itself in the comics because the comics the scrolls are infamously one of the all time bad guys. Yep. All time baddies. But you know, Ben Mendelssohn was just too delightful. Oh. Maybe they were just like we gotta change the script. This guy's just awesome, and it's, this is the first time I've ever seen him not play a bad guy, even though he. Well, that's the thing. First, they, tended to be a bad guy, and they can, sold it to yeah. us that he was the bad. And guy. And everyone rolled their eyes. And I was like, "This guy's sitting here drinking a soda." <laughs> it was so casual. It was, it was a little almost too casual for me that that moment where he's like popped out. And he was like, and he's like hey. we're not the bad guys. Just let me uh, drink this soda. It's and I still didn't trust him. But then I started to, obviously. Um, I got to say, when <laughs> when they say to him, they're asking about the scroll transforming ability. And they're like, so you could turn into like a file cabinet? And he's, he's just like, why would I turn into a file cabinet? I, I also <laughs> like that he played himself. Yes. At one point. And then he refers back to himself as an inside joke saying, although I did rather like uh, playing your director. Your boss. He has yeah. such beautiful blue eyes. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was a very nice But compliment. the whole time the, the, the scroll have a funny sense of humor. They do. I, they pick like old ladies. They yeah. pick like it's, it's just a it's just very interesting. Now there was an interview by Kevin with Kevin Feige because the concern was people thought that the scrolls are going to be bad guys in the future. The secret and, war storyline and others. Yeah, the secret war storyline. And he said it is not out of the question. This is a group of scrolls that are like humans. There's good guys and there's bad guys. So she decides at the end of this movie to help this group of scrolls. That does not mean that all the scrolls have left Earth and that they are all good people or now, scrolls. Let me give you my hot take on that. When this twist happened, I was relieved because I was like, are they really going to set up this secret war BS where all of a sudden the whole time, you know, uh, Hawkeye was a scroll. I would, I would hate that. Why would he be a Why would he be a scroll? 
I'm just saying that's that's what Secret War is all about. Is that some? Oh yeah, all the Avengers are skull. Not all of them. Just some. There's been like you know a secret enemy within our ranks. All of a sudden, oh no, Doctor Strange was a scroll the whole time, and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want that. I don't. I don't. I don't want that at all. Right, and so. No, I I don't know. I think that's just too much for movie audiences. But then again, introducing this movie, this movie in general was very out there. So I, I it was out there, and I think for the most part, people accepted it. So I mean, it if they good. accepted Guardians, then I think they could get on board with this. And the final question I truly have for you is: Were you satisfied with how Samuel L. Jackson lost his eye? Um. Yes, because everyone thought it was going to be something cool, and it was just that. Because flirt he scratched, the and I was like, oh. Goose, the fl- like, just scratched his eye. I guess well, he's got really crazy Bacteria. Thing. Well, because yeah. he scratched it, and you see, he's like, oh, I'll be all right. And Ben Mendelsohn just shakes his head. He's like, no. <laughs> to be honest, it's really sad, but I feel like Jude Law was pretty much forgotten. He was really an inconsequential character in this. The bad guys... Once they decided who the real bad guys are, we're not that much of a threat. I never felt like they were a big threat in this. And well, that's because one thing. It, 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 it went with her also becoming Superman. Right. She is literally. And how do you feel about the power? She is pretty much indestructible. Well, like, Kevin, Feige Kevin Feige said, said she's not. Yeah, go ahead. But he did say she's by far the strongest yes. of all the Avengers. Yes. And she can travel through time. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel Jackson said that. Really? Yeah, the Tesseract is, uh, isn't it a... No, that's, uh, the, that's the Time Stone, the green one. Yeah, what's the Tesseract? It's the Space Stone, it, I, I think. think. I think it's the Space Stone, yeah, which the fuck does that mean? <laughs> she can just travel through space real quickly. Interesting. That's, Interesting. Why, it was, that's why the light speed was being attempted. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Well... I mean, everyone thinks that the, the, you know, time stone, the green one is what's going to play into that. And, uh, well, can she do, she maybe will go into the quantum realm with Scott Lang in Avengers maybe Endgame? Maybe she can save him, yeah. Uh, yeah, or he no, saves himself. I don't so know. So let's talk about that post credit scene now that we're there. Right. Basically, nothing happens. Uh, well, no, she comes to Earth. She responds to the page. However, we don't know why or how, but the Avengers who are remaining have the pager. Mm-hmm. And she just says, where is Fury? And she looks a little frazzled. She was worried for him because they're friends. Yep. And boom. There you go. Except they haven't seen each other in almost 30 years. We assume. We don't know that. It's fair. <laughs> so... And- and then at the end, end the cat coughs up the the cosmic cube, the tesseract. And then we know that they have the cosmic cube shield for a while, and, and I in don't that, know. In that same bunker, actually, where Pegasus, the Pegasus Project, did you recognize that bu- bunker? It's from event the first Avengers. At least I think it's supposed to be because it's that same long tunnel that that first big action sequence comes. Yeah, uh, where they build the big plane thing for the Avengers, right? No, that's I think you're thinking of Civil War or of, uh, of uh, Winter Soldier. This is where they like summon Loki. Loki appears in, you know, oh, this and then tunnel. they have the circle like Stargate thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, the whole base kind of like goes up in smoke as they just get away. 
And then did you enjoy seeing, um, what's his name, the Destroyer? What? The guy, the other Kree who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, the Destroyer was Thor's bad guy in the first one. You mean Ronan the Accuser? Ronan the Accuser, I apologize. I'm a huge nerd. (laughs) I don't really know what his deal was in this, though. It was pointless. They were just like, he's like, I will come to Earth. And then they're like, nah, nah. And then they're like, I'm coming. And then they just see Captain Marvel just destroy everything. And they're like, uh, <laughs> uh, we're good. And then he's but like, I'll be know. back for the I, woman. No, I think he really wanted the Tesseract still. That was his goal. I just don't know if Thanos was at play at that point. Um, He does turn against Thanos, but that's in Guardians he turns, right? Correct. Right. So I don't know. I, don't, I I mean, I like Lee Pace as an actor, and he always gets just fucking shit for roles. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> great, Justin. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's it then. Uh, bring on Endgame. Bring on Endgame. We're gonna Next do- week, I think we have Triple Dumbo. Frontier? Dr- Dumbo? No. Or Triple Frontier. You don't want to watch Dumbo? Well, no, I do, but it's not out. Comes out Friday. No, it doesn't. Does it? Yes, it does. Really? I I'm wish. Looking on, I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, no. Yeah, opening this week. Captive State, Ashes, Purist. When is Dumbo come out? Coming soon. Triple the Us comes out the 22nd. When I don't see Dumbo. It must be the 29th. Oh shit! It's the 29th, so I guess we'll do triple. Uh, triple frontier. I might watch that tonight. Actually, uh, is it out officially? Yeah, I think it came out like last week. No, that it came out in theaters last week on a limited run. Oh, uh, Frontier Netflix. When does it come out? Uh, it got 69 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. <laughs> March 13th. So, what is that? Friday? Tomorrow. tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow. So, we'll watch that. We'll watch Triple Frontier. Or we could watch the other Netflix one, Highwaymen. The Bonnie and Clyde one with uh, Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner, I think. Did that get reviewed yet? Let's see. Our listeners have tuned out. It's got a 55%. Uh, Let's watch the other one. Okay, you got it. All what right. are the odds? Give me the odds on me crying in Dumbo. Um, I'd say Coco high. Ooh, really? That high? Yeah. Not that hard, but that high. I don't think I've cried that hard in a movie in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Literal convulsions. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you were there, everyone would have been scared of me. Remember me. Oh, oh God. God. Anyway. All right, Justin, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, uh, please feel you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us at two guys one movie.podcast at gmail.com. Check out the site, comment all you'd like. You can listen to us on our website, you can listen to us on iTunes, you can listen to us on any Apple or Android podcasting app. You can also listen to us on my favorite way to listen, which is Spotify. That's right. We are on Spotify. So what you can do is you can download, subscribe, give us a review. Five stars. Five stars. That's right. Five stars. For Matt and Justin, thanks for listening. Until next time, you have a marvelous day. 
Let's do it. 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 Let's do